We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Roto-Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm your host, Justin Carlucci, with the Chief Will Priester. And as he would say, the band is back together and the regular season is winding down. I'm just trying to sing half as good as you do. You were singing on Grinders Live this week. I caught that, Chief. What's up, dude? (laughs) What's going on, man? Uh, Another day, another dollar. If you caught that Grinders Live show and you played... uh... Some John Morant, you might have been feeling pretty good from that one. I I know that was for sure one of the guys I liked. Uh, Too bad for me. You know, you know what's been going on. I've just been running bad, man. Every every single entry I've I've run, I've had someone get injured here the past few days. I mean, Jimmy Butler, you name it, gets poked in the eye. I mean, you know, just (laughs) terrible. I'm just running so bad, but... At any rate, man, you know I'm happy to be on Bubble Brothers Podcast, back in the building, nine games, uh, nine games, man. We're at the end of this thing. It's going to get a lot more stable real soon. It's going to get stable. The playoffs start officially. The play-in tournament starts next week. The regular season ends on Sunday. So we will have... One more podcast for Friday morning, and then we will get back to you guys. Our hope is we're going to get back on the airwaves here, and there'll be a a decent amount of really good slates come playoff time. And let's see, the playing tournament starts next Tuesday, so we're hoping to put out some audio next week for you guys, and that's where the fun's going to begin. I'm sick of this late-season NBA mess, and I've been working a lot of weird weird hours at my – 
uh, in real life job, you know, the, the, the real, the real grind on top of the roto grind. And I, you know, what? I'm like, I can't take the swaps. I took two or three days off. I've been playing some MLB though. You know, we've had some highs, we've had some lows, we've had some close calls. But regardless, we have to finish up the week here. And now it gets trickier. Meaningful games mean more than ever, if that makes any sense, because we're almost done. And tonight, even we saw some playoff jockeying, some positioning. The Knicks lost home court advantage and dropped to the sixth seed currently, Chief. And on Thursday, we have, what, nine games? So there's a lot of meaningful ball to be played on Thursday. And a team like the Knicks are in action. Atlanta is in action. You have your Charlotte Hornets, who are one of the 7 o'clock game, going up against the Clippers. So we have some games that mean business, and maybe we'll see some condensed rotations. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at this point, the Hornets are pretty much in the play-in, right? Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're in um i'm almost positive and then you know the celtics and knicks and uh i mean the knicks the heat and the hawks they're just kind of in this you know holding pattern jockeying for position the celtics in my opinion are kind of stuck in the seventh seed they lost again tonight so they're just i mean man uh free falling free falling that's what they're doing they're they're just I, i don't know man uh, so that's where we are. That's the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference, the Lakers are playing uh, as we speak. And uh, we're going to see if they pull off a win tonight. Uh, they may, I mean, they could sneak into the sixth spot depending on what happens with Portland and the Mavs and, you know, these two teams for the rest of the, the season. But the Lakers also playing shorthanded tonight. So we'll just have to see. And they're playing Houston who should essentially continue to lose games to stay in the Cade Cunningham sweepstakes and continue to get separation. They are by far, you know, the worst team in the NBA. Uh, We'll have a, you know, a much higher chance to get that number one pick. Uh, So, you know, they have no incentive to win, really. I'm expecting them to lose tonight. If there's any point of the season where you're happy that your team is unofficially dubbed the worst team in the NBA, it's right now. It's right, right now. It's right now. It's like a bad breakup. No more James Harden. You know, Chris Paul left. Got to kind of pick yourself up, put yourself back out there. The Rockets got some assets. You know, it's almost like, all right, Houston's getting there. Maybe yeah. they get lucky in the lotto. Maybe they make a dating profile like a Tinder, and maybe they get the perfect match in the draft lottery, Chief. Break up to make up. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're breaking up to try to make up some ground in this Western Conference. Cade Cunningham sweepstakes. They can get a potential star, potential, and they don't have to pay him James Harden money for the first three or four years. It's how, it's how, it's how the NBA works. So if, he's, if, he, if he becomes really good, right, they'll give him an extension. And if they don't win by then and he's really a superstar, he's going to L.A., he's going to New York, He's, you know, he'll end up on one of those teams. He'll end up in Miami. He'll end up in one of the hot spot destinations to go and try to win a title because they're always attracting the free agent talent. Well, for time purposes, we have nine games. Let's just start breaking down this Thursday slate and we could tie in a little bit of what happened on Wednesday, you know, when we crossed that bridge with some of these teams that are again in action on Thursday, 
Now there's only what six games on Wednesday, but we have Atlanta playing on the second leg of a back-to-back. We have uh, who else do we have? Who else is on this slate? That's on a second leg, Chief. Uh, hmm. That's oh, Portland. Portland, yeah, that's it, Portland, and they are wow in a close game with Utah right now, and pretty big game from Portland. And look at that, Dallas blowing out New Orleans, taking care of business. Okay, taking care of business. We got it. Every genre. I, we need a little Usher, a little You Got It Burn for Houston. Just let it burn, get to the <laughs> offseason. Yeah. Let it burn, let it burn, let it burn. Man, the soothing sounds. I, I cover all, all, all genres, man. It's what, it's what us musicians do, you know? I like it. So what does this Clippers-Charlotte game mean for anybody? Does it mean anything for anybody? It doesn't mean anything for me. I mean, I think about the only thing it means is, are there good prices that we can take advantage of? Kawhi Leonard is 8200 Paul George is 7800 on FanDuel. The, we're starting to get into that range where it's like, ah, we might want to get on the Clippers train while they're cheap. This is probably about what we're going to see them come in at in the playoffs, I would say. Low eights for Kawhi, high sevens for Paul George. Uh, I like this price. I think it's great. Um, so I am interested in these guys, especially since Kawhi was back up to, uh, you know, he was at 30 minutes in Toronto game and had it been tied, he probably would have played 36 minutes. Uh, we Charlotte can't stop Kawhi. They can't stop Paul George. I'm very interested in these two players. Yeah. For the price, for the price. It's a good call. I typically dislike targeting players against the Clippers, especially wing players, and that's not really, not really surprising. But yeah, I mean the price and Kawhi's been having some injury management the last month or two, not playing a ton of minutes, and it's just strange to see his price at eighty four hundred on DK. Well, let me tell you why I think this game is important for the Clippers, Luch, and why they are going to go out and fight hard, and maybe they blow the Hornets out. I'm, I'm hoping the Hornets can keep it close in this one. The Clippers have home court advantage over the Nuggets right now. If they lose, they're giving the Nuggets a chance to sneak in, and now they've got to go to Denver for, for, for most of the series if it goes seven games. So I think they want to win all the rest of these games. I think they're going to play their guys to win – that's why. That's another reason why I like the Clippers at these prices on FanDuel. No, that that makes total sense. That makes total sense. And uh, you know what? Wow. I mean, imagine being Phoenix, and if the cards fall where they do, and the Lakers are healthy, they would probably be a favorite against hypothetically Golden State. Imagine having. One of the best seasons since the Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, Matrix, uh, you know. Uh, Boris D, was Boris D out there then? I think Boris, Boris was yeah, there. Quentin Richardson, um, you know, all these uh, Leandre Barbosa, he Barbosa, was there. Barbosa, man, the uh, flash. Uh, Matt Barnes was there for a little part of that, I think. I, I think he was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Matt Barnes was like kind of right there. Grant Hill was there for part of that. Yeah, a little earlier, going, yeah. Yeah, we're just going through the names, but yeah, man. Crazy and, and 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 what I was saying, that was like the in parentheses part and having to match up with the Lakers in the first right. round, hypothetically. And if you don't right. get the Lakers, you might get Steph Curry. So this Phoenix is going to be put, Suns team is going to be put to the test right away. You're going to have these national media darlings 
going against the Chris Paul for MVP stands and well, national media and the rest of the Suns. Well, they're the Phoenix Suns. That would be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun regardless, but just want to throw that one in there. Man, you know, and now that you're mentioning that, Luch, wow, it would be so fun to get out to Phoenix for one of these playoff games. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull it off uh, just in terms of my time. But, man, if I can, I, I, I might – that might be like a sporadic road trip. Like, just fly out to Phoenix for the weekend and catch one of these playoff games. But I'm sure the tickets are going to be, like, through the roof because of the playoffs. I mean, you know how these teams do. So, anyway, uh, back over to our regular schedule programs. Anyway, I'm not really interested in this game on DK outside of the studs on the Clippers' side of the ball. This – you know, you got LaMelo at 85 or 0 at 77. I – P.J. Washington, 74, I just am probably going to go in a different direction over here, Chief. Yeah, I know Terry Rozier had a okay game here, and I know Devontae Graham had a big game coming back. But I, I just – I mean, we've got plenty of guard play. Like, we've had that all season. Imagine if Miles Bridges and, and, and Gordon Hayward were here to mess this whole thing up. It'd be awful. So I'm just, I'm just – I'm not going to play anyone from the Hornets, but I do like the prices on, on P.G. And, uh, and Kawhi Leonard. I'm in agreement with you there. How about this? How about this one? We got Milwaukee and the Pacers. We got some meaningful basketball because if you're Milwaukee, would you rather play the Knicks who are currently the six or would you rather move up to to Brooklyn spot in the two and send Brooklyn to the three? Imagine Brooklyn, New York, and the five. You want to talk about storylines and intensity. Listen, we won't get to there yet. But Milwaukee, would you rather play New York or would you rather get up and pass Brooklyn with a little bit of luck this weekend and face Boston, who is decimated and deflated by the Jalen Brown injury, and the Charlotte Hornets, who, as you said many times on this podcast, are very young, trying to find ways to win and have shown their inconsistencies. I think the answer is probably clear here, Chief. Well, here's what I will say. Seven and eight this year is going to be unlike any other seven and eight that we've seen, because essentially we don't know if it's going to be the Celtics, Hornets, Pacers, or Wizards. They've got to play each other just to get in this thing. And all these teams have major injuries. That's the problem, right? The Celtics have no Jalen Brown and Kimball Walker's not playing back-to-backs. The Hornets have no Gordon Hayward, no Miles Bridges, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, a couple other guys like Devontae Graham, he's been out. Uh, Caleb Mar- or Cody Martin is out. So uh, LaMelo's been out for, for a good part of the season with the wrist. The Pacers, you know, Brogdon, does, is he ever going to play again, right? Uh, Jeremy Lamb's barely playing. Is he going to play again? We don't know. Like, they have so many injuries. The Wizards, Bradley Beal's been out two games. He's been out a fair amount at the, at the tail end of the season. So all of these teams have ravaging injuries. So if I'm the Bucks, I want to play. I don't care if it's who gets the seventh seed. I want to play them. I don't want to see the Knicks in the first round. I'm, I, and look, I know the Knicks kind of, you know, they've lost again. They're six and four in their last 10. I'm telling you, I don't think a team wants to see the Knicks. And I'm not saying the Knicks are the best team in the conference. They're one of the tougher teams in the conference in terms of tough coaching, tough defense. Game's going to be physical. I don't want to see the Knicks in the first round. And look, I, I don't think the Bucks care, right? They're, they're a three seed. They've got Giannis. They're going to feel good about their chances against anybody. Hot take, I do think the Bucks have a chance to go to the finals this year. 
I feel like it's kind of like the Michael Jordan years, right? But Mike keeps playing. He's got all these teams he's got to go through. He keeps hitting the bad boys. They keep roughing him up, right? And teams over the past couple of seasons, what have they done? They've blocked off the middle, haven't really let him get inside. That's like the reverse Jordan rules. The Jordan rules were let him get inside and we're going to take him out. The, the reverse Jordan rules or the, the Giannis rules are we're just going to cut off the paint. We're not letting letting you in the paint, right? Well, what has Giannis done? Giannis has decided that he's going to hit a few three-pointers in this game so that you can't just sit there and block off the paint. I don't think it matters who they play, but I would much rather play this whoever's going to be in the seventh seed to give myself an easier chance to get some confidence into the second round. Did you Did you mean the Ben Simmons rule? Is that what you meant? Because we're, we look at Giannis's game and how he has evolved. Remember what Brad Stevens did to Ben Simmons a couple of years ago in the playoffs? Made him look stupid. And this is coming from a Sixers fan, by the way. And I love Ben's tenacity. Great, uh, great playmaker. Great defender. But when you can drop three or four guys, you know, inside the elbow and link arms and form a line like you're on the kickoff return team from the 86 bears and pack that pain. It makes things, it just makes things <laughs> difficult, but you know pack what? That pain. Oh man. What a good NBA uh, song we could come up with. Uh, Luce. We just got, we got to start putting that on, on the, uh, on the basketball intro. Cause you know, the basketball intro has got the sneakers and the ball bouncing and we could just, you know, come in with a pack that paint hook. Oh, it'd be awesome. It could, it could. So, anywho, it's just very interesting to see how these teams are going to match up. We're going to see some real coaching in the playoffs. And, anyway, the Bucks they have a basketball game on Thursday, and so do the Pacers. And this, this uh, has some meaning here. This has some significance here. And we've seen some weird things this week. We saw the Spurs blow out the Bucks, And we see Sabonis dropping triple doubles like it's his job. And they knocked off the 76ers a couple days ago. So I feel like there has to be consideration for some of these guys in this game into your player pool because this game means quite a bit. Yeah, it does. I just on FanDuel, I, I'm honestly very afraid of this game, though. Like, I know Indiana's kind of been been hanging in there, but we've also seen Indiana get just thrashed in, in spots like this. Um, I, I do think Sabonis is in play because of his recent surge, and I think he's – I mean, it's basically him and Karis LeVert trying to drag this team across the finish line. And while Karis LeVert did not put up, you know, the monster numbers like we saw against Atlanta and Washington, still very respectable, 43 and 41 fantasy points back-to-back. I think he has a chance here uh, to get there, but he's also 9K. So we'll just kind of have to see how the value unfolds. I do think I'd much rather uh, take a shot on Paul George at 7,800. Uh, with with a twelve hundred dollar discount on, on this slate, but but I totally get looking into playing these Indiana Pacers. If I had to pick one, clearly it's going to be Sabonis, uh, but I, I don't hate either one. Yeah, uh, Sabonis has been a man on a mission. What's Levert's price on nine K flat? Oh, did you say Yahoo? I'm sorry, no, Fanduel nine K flat. Oh, okay, yeah, nine K okay. flat. All right, yeah. I mean, it's a big, big slate, and it's tough to pay that for Levert in hindsight, I guess. But the guy's playing forty minutes. Like, here's the condensed rotation. Here's the home stretch: forty-one minutes against Atlanta, forty-one minutes against the Wizards, thirty-seven minutes against Cleveland, forty minutes against Philly. At least nineteen shots in all four of those games. He's had at least five assists in all those games. 
So if this game is fairly competitive, I think it's a high floor. And I, you know, on DraftKings with all the options here, Levert at 89 could potentially be a good tournament option. And, you know, you get a guy that's that safe. That sounds kind of funny to say, right? But, you know, he's getting up there to that price threshold where some people just can't tolerate paying for him, I think. Yeah, for sure. And then if I'll plug in this this real quick about the Milwaukee guys, since since that's part of the game as well. But Drew Holiday seventy seven, Chris Middleton seventy seven, Giannis ten nine. We haven't seen Giannis under eleven K on FanDuel in a while. I've got really big interest. Uh, news flash, non news flash. The Indiana Pacers defense is terrible. Everybody's getting work against Indiana. If Giannis plays and all these guys play. I'm expecting a huge game, Luch, and I mean huge from Giannis. I'm talking about, here's my hot take. Giannis plays game as close, he scores 75 fantasy points, which isn't much of a hot take because we know he can do it, but I'm just, I'm trying to get us there now. Hot take, Giannis for 75 on this slate, if the game is tight. I like it. Indy's been a mess. Who are you going to throw at Giannis? You're not, you know, some bonus can't stick Giannis. There's no rim protector in Miles Turner. The Justin Holiday's too small at the wing. McDermott, come on, give me a break. And rattling off, Brissett is going to be your best option to maybe throw Giannis once in a while. Come on, no, probably not. You know, Levert, nope, little undersized. Good try. Good luck. See you next time. So I, I think, I, of course, Giannis is a matchup nightmare for anybody, but you know, especially without Miles Turner, who at least is a pre- like he at least. A- it takes up space under the rim and blocks some shots once in a while. Makes you think about it once or twice. I like the magic for Giannis too. All right, Magic and Atlanta. Let's go on to that one. And Trey Young has just been underpriced pretty much every day for the last week, and he finally been going off, Chief. So I'm curious what he is on Fanduel. And I know you played some Trey Young on Wednesday. So hear me. Let me hear about that move you made. Yeah, man. Trey came through for me. Uh, 51 fantasy points. Uh, I mean, just fantastic. I, I'm, I'm really excited that Trey is back. Scored 33 real points. I think that's what I'm more excited about, that the ball's going in the hoop now. Um, so we look at this slate. FanDuel does not want to price Trey Young up, Luch. Uh, if we look at his past few games, 48, 50, 51. Now, he has had two games against Washington and one game against Indiana in that stretch, right? So we expect him to put up big numbers. Well, guess who he's playing tomorrow? Orlando. Uh, if if I was a betting man, Luch, I think I'd take the under on everything Trey Young tomorrow. I think I'm not going to play him. And it's, it's, it's price is fine. I think this is one of those 38 fantasy point Trey Young games because I'm expecting them to handle Orlando very quickly. So that's where I'm at. I don't really want to play anyone uh, from the Atlanta Hawks here. Everybody's kind of priced up because of these performances they've had recently. Like I said, against, you know, Washington twice. Indiana once I'm not playing I don't think I'm going to play anyone from Orlando and uh, I'm definitely not going to play anyone from Atlanta you know Bogdanovich is just as solid as it gets and even with Trey Young healthy and Collins and everybody like what do you want from Bogdanovich the leash is off earlier in the series getting babied with minutes still taking a ton of shots peripherals have been there a little bit more than uh, when uh, his career with Sacramento and you know, oh. right. I mean, he- yeah. And, and funny, you mentioned that Luch. I saved this stat just for this portion of the show because I knew this was coming. And, and what's I've that? Talk- let me, let me get talk- it. Let me get it. 
I've talked about this several times about these idiotic front offices making bad coaching decisions when they fire someone. You know what I'm talking about. You know where I'm going with this, right? Yep, yes, I do. Fired Nate McMillan in Indiana. Indiana's barely a playoff team now. May get in if they win win, win in the play-in, but could easily not get into the playoffs, right? And they didn't just start being bad. They've been bad most of the season for them for them to be at the bottom of the barrel, right? <laughs> so this just this, they didn't tail off. They've been bad most of the season. So let's just let's just understand this. Funny stat here: the Hawks were fourteen and twenty when Nate McMillan took over the team. Listen to that, Luke. Let, let's let's listen to the to the numbers. The Hawks were fourteen and twenty. When Nate McMillan took over, they are 25 and 11 since he came in, Luch. Listen to that. 25 and 11 and have now clinched a playoff spot. Not are fighting for, they've clinched the playoff spot. Luch, the Hawks haven't made the playoffs since the, the, uh, the Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Jeff T, Kyle Corver era. That's the last time they made the playoffs. LeBron James was still in Miami winning championships. That's the last time this team made the playoffs. And Indiana fired Nate McMillan, and now he gets to rub it all in their faces. Shout out to Coach McMillan. I know he, he shouldn't win Coach of the Year because he got there late, and I do think Tom Thibodeau's done a good job digging New York. Uh, out of out of the gutter, I do think you know uh, uh, Monty Williams in Phoenix. Good God, I mean has has this team number two in the West, and of course you know Quinn Snyder is going to be in the running because he has Utah number one in the West. Uh, but Quinn Snyder could have almost won it a couple years now because Utah's been kind of clicking on all cylinders. Wanted to bring that up though, Luch. Hopefully the front offices are listening. You can't keep firing coaches that are sending you to the playoffs expecting different results. The Warriors are not the standard. They're an anomaly, right? The Raptors are not the standard. They're an anomaly. You you don't fire your coaches and just all of a sudden magically go to the playoffs. Look at what's happened to the Raptors since Dwayne Casey's left. When Dwayne Casey was there, they were in the playoffs every year. He's such a bad coach. Can't get him over the hump. They brought in Nick Nurse. They got Kawhi one season when Nick Nurse was there. They won a championship, and now look at the team. They look awful. You can't keep firing good coaches. That's for that's for all the NBA front offices. All right, I'm off my soapbox now. I'm not trying to take anything away from that Raptors title, but let's be real. If that ball doesn't take a ridiculous bounce against the 76ers, we probably have a different discussion about you know Nick, Nur- Nick Nurse probably has a different perception about how good the public perceives him to be as a coach. He never freed Chris Boucher. Give us a little more fuel to the fire. However, yeah. however, like, you know, Clay Thompson goes down in the final. Like, like, it was the perfect storm for Toronto to win the title. The Raptors deserved it, but it was the perfect storm that season to win the title. Absolutely. Was that the same? Hold on. Everything's blending together. Who else got hurt from the Warriors that year? Did someone else in addition? Katie. To play? Kate, that was Kate. I didn't want to go ahead and open my mouth if I was wrong there. But okay. 
So if that's not the impossible is nothing. Load your lineup up with sub 1% guys. You never know. You can strike lightning in a bottle once in a while. That's kind of what the odds were for Toronto to win a title that season. Also, if you Google 2009 Atlanta Hawks on basketball reference, you can feel really old because Jamal Crawford's on that team. And at that point in 2009, that was his ninth season in the NBA in 2009. <laughs> can we get the guy one more run? Can he get on with one more team? Can he you know, find a family? Jay Crossover. Best handles, part of that Lob City team we talked about that never got over the hump that we talked about last week. But man, that the Josh Smith days and Marvin Williams oh, on that. Yeah, yeah, Josh Smith. Woo! Yeah, that was uh, that was prime Joe Johnson, man. That was eighth year, yeah, man. I Joe, saw Joe. Absolutely, that was a good Hawks team. So good for the Hawks. Good for the Knicks. Awesome to see these, you know, historic franchises back in the thick of things here. So now that we got off on a little run there, uh, you know, Trey Young, if you think this game's close, 9,100 on DK is fine. I think it's fine. And, uh, you know, Bogdanovich, I always call him a good tournament play because he is at that price. You know, he can go for 45 plus once in a while. Magic side of thing. I, I mean, I'm looking at some, some minutes distribution, a uh, ton of injury designations as usual. You know, 6,900 for Cole Anthony. I just don't want to do that. Mo Bamba has got a questionable tag now, too. So on top of that, you know, I guess if Mo Bamba's out, I have mild interest in Wendell Carter. But at 6K, I'm not thrilled about it. So I'm pretty much only targeting Atlanta exposure, if any, there. I'm not going to go crazy on that game. Maybe one piece or so in each lineup if I need somebody from that game. Yeah, I don't think I'm playing anybody from either side. I think I'm just going to let it ride and go from there. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. So how about the Sixers, right? They're gonna they're gonna for sure. Are they clinched today? Hold on, did they clinch on Wednesday? Are they in? Uh, yeah, they've clinched a playoff spot. Okay, they're they're in. I mean, they're in. They they're gonna be probably a top two team. I don't see them. Well, you know, I guess it depends. The Nets won tonight again. Big time. Right, right, right. right and, right. Uh, I mean, if they lose, they're going to keep, you know, the Nets are going to close the gap and possibly get the one seed. The difference is I don't think the Sixers care who they play. They're, they're, they're going to beat them. Like, so it's really no big deal whether they finish first or second. It just, the only way that matters is if the Nets make it to the finals. Yeah, for the, me, the Eastern I'd, Conference finals. I'd much rather stay on top with that one seed and of course, you know, you're looking at Westbrook maybe coming in or or Sabonis. I don't know. Like, I don't want to see Russell Westbrook in the first round. Nobody does at this point. And of course, Bradley Beal. Don't want to get Twitter hate from Bradley Beal if I don't mention his name, you know, by some chance he hears us excluding him from conversation. But look at the bottom of that bracket right now in the East. The three and the six, Milwaukee and New York. And then you got Brooklyn at the two. And maybe Boston coming in. Of course, you got Jason Tatum and, you know, a good staff there. I don't want to be on the bottom of that bracket if I'm Philly. So they're squaring off on Thursday with the Miami Heat, who have lost Victor Oladipo for the season season. Not just the regular season. The guy's done. Big acquisition at the deadline. We often, And when that move happened, we talk about the length he brought on top of all the other lengthy wings they have. and But we did also bring up the guy can't stay on the court. So here here's, we are. Miami, Jimmy Butler is going to have to carry the load again. 
If he plays, he didn't play the half, most of the last game. He I didn't mean, play the I second mean, half. Oh, I you mean, mean in the playoffs? But I gotcha, I gotcha. But you're you're right. So if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, of course we go to this heat value carousel. But most of these guys we were accustomed to targeting are like five K or more on DK. So kind of it makes things a little bit tougher. Yeah, for sure. And let me just say this for Vic Lodipo in case he happens to watch this show. Uh, you you need to go visit Derrick Rose right now. I'd be I'd be flying to New York. I'd be in the locker room with him. I'd be saying, "Hey, Mr. Rose, how did you overcome this? What did you do? How did you reinvent your career?" Because at this point, Victor Oladipo is getting paid off potential. Because since his really big season, he's just been hurt. Like Victor Oladipo needs to go to Phoenix. Here's what I mean. I've heard that Phoenix has some of the best training staff in the nba right and this is not an exaggeration phoenix is you know top five in the nba in terms of training staff he needs to go there not for it to play he needs to go and just talk to their training staff look what can i do right uh to get myself together what what can i do because he's a really good player but we gotta have you on the court man we got we gotta have you on the court so i said all that to say this uh, I, I don't know what's going to be happening. I don't really want to play Jimmy Butler tomorrow, not because he got poked in the eye. Uh, I, I just think in this game, uh, yeah, it's a big game against Philly. We don't know if Embiid's going to play. This game is just unappealing all around to me, right? Just all around. Now, if Dwight Howard gets run, yeah. And, of course, Dwight Howard does Dwight Howard things. If, if As long as he's not starting, he's going to put up big fantasy performances. The minute he has to play real menace and does not come in behind Embiid, lo and behold, the production goes down. Now, I do think that was an anomaly. He'll get there. But I, I just I'm, I'm st- I still don't have huge interest uh, in this game overall until we get, you know, a lot of the injury news. Is, is Butler in? Is Embiid in? That's kind of where I am. Uh, I'm with it. I'm with it. Dwight Howard, 4,800 on DK. If Embiid's out, I go to Howard. They're going to need his size to deal with Bam. And 4,800, Dwight has reasonable eight times value upside at that price tag. You know, would need a really nice game. But, yeah, I mean, that, that that's it for me. I mean, I, I if Embiid's out, if you're playing cash games, I like the Tobias Harris floor at 7,300. Don't know what his ceiling is against Miami, but I like the floor. Uh, ben Simmons, 7,500. Yeah, that's probably right. You know, uh, once again, uh, if it was a better matchup, I'd be more enticed to play Simmons. But what is he on FanDuel? I know he was ignorantly cheap earlier in the week. Did they do something about that? Yeah, he came up a little bit. Um, He's up to 7,100. That's still really cheap. But he was 6,700 the other day. So, I mean, you know, priced him up 400 bucks. If if Embiid is out, you know, I definitely think he's still a a really viable play. Yeah. yeah, and that, that's where I'm at. I'm with you. Let's talk about the Knicks and the Spurs. So it's kind of a tough slate with some of this pricing and a lot of unknown. We haven't been really unloading on, you know, a ton of plays that we're all about, but, you know, you really got to be selective. However, if you go to this game, um, I'm staring at Julius Randle, the Knicks trying to claw back to get that home court back. I'll pay 9400 in one of the biggest games in Knicks franchise history in the past decade trying to get that home court in the first round right like they can claw their way back up with a little help and get back up there I mean what are what are we looking at right now um they're tied with Miami and Atlanta in the loss column 
in the loss column. And I'm staring at this, and I'm the Knicks on Big Sixers fans on Thursday. And, of course, I'm Big Magic fans. They could leapfrog back up to four with a win, with a Miami loss and an Atlanta loss. You're penciling in Julius Randle for 40 minutes in a fairly competitive game. Love Randle. Love Randall. You already know it, man. Randall at 9K, one of my favorite plays on the slate, period. Uh, he's going to be big time. Here's a sneaky one, Luke. Like th- This is sneaky injury report news right here. Got the 830 report from the NBA. Ladies and gentlemen, Derrick Rose is questionable. Ooh. Reggie Bullock is still is questionable. Alec Burks is questionable. Emmanuel Quickly is questionable. If for some odd reason in the universe, Reggie Bullock, Alec Burks, and Emmanuel Quickly and Derrick Rose are out, it is Alfred Payton time, people. And one of the he, biggest moments of the season. Let's run out Payton out there, baby. He Let's will be it. one of the highest owned players on this slate. I guarantee it. He is 3,500 on FanDuel, and he will play 30 minutes. Go ahead and give him 30 fantasy points if all these guys are out and he's got to play. In fact, Luch, he'll probably play more like 38 minutes. If there's no Rose, no Quickly, no Burks, no uh, no Bullock, my goodness. Alfred Payton would be unleashed. He would probably be the highest on play on the slate. I'm interested to know what he is on DK. Please don't tell me 31, 3200. I'll get real excited here. Oh, you're excited to play heavy chalk? Is that what you're telling me? When I know when I know 30 points are coming, absolutely for the men. Of course I am. Guess what that is on for me on FanDuel? That's it's a 90 percent owned. I know. It's just a free square. He's 30. I, guess what? You he's, know he's not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you what his price is. Let's say over under 4,400. I'm going under. How much under? Just take a stab at it. I'll say 38. No, he's 34. He's 3,400 on DK. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, bro, that's an auto play. Like in your higher stakes, he will be 90%. In the big $15 or $10, he'll be more like 60%. Exactly. And I might and I'll be more, just hit the lock and you, button. And you might be more prone to play larger field stuff knowing that it, that's the, that is the play. I mean, that's legit 10x plus upside if the right injuries right. break and for the Knicks. All the, Derek Rose has to be out, quickly has to be out, and Burks have to be out. I, Bullet doesn't have to be out for him to get 35 minutes. But Rose, Burks, and Quickly absolutely have to be out. If those three are out, like I might have my first multi-entry day of this of, of in a long time <laughs> of late because, season. Because I will history. be, I will be hitting the lock button. Like absolutely hitting the lock button. There's me, no no reason for me. Rose is the big one. I'll still I'll still play him if Rose is out. I might not lock button him, but I'll still have a ton of exposure. Now, if Quickly and Burks. Or one or the other out, I still might lock him. If, if Rose is the big one for me, if Rose, yeah, Rose has got to be out. If Rose plays, and I, I my gut says Rose plays because he's a freaking warrior, and this is prime Rose getting back into the postseason. I'm playing Rose. This is a, a potential stack for me. How much Knicks, is Rose on DK? Little mini stack. He's 64, 62. I'm sorry. No wait, no, he's 67 64. on Fanduel. 6400. I tell you what, I don't mind playing Rose and Randall together because, look, we're talking about Derrick Rose played 39 minutes last game, 32 minutes the game before. 
he only saw high 20s in the previous couple of games because they were blowouts one way or the other. So if this game is competitive and they need to claw back and can get some help and can get back into the home court advantage in the first round, Derrick Rose is going to play a ton, maybe more than we've ever seen him play. That 39 minutes, you can see that again in a close game. He put up 50 DK points in a game where his team only scored 99 points cheap. It's him and Julius Randle. And you know what R.J. Barrett does? He just gets in the way. He pisses me off. He just gets in the way. That's all R.J. Barrett does. R.J.'s been playing better the, the second half of the season. And I will say this, that Lakers game was overtime, which is why his minutes creeped up so much. I that wasn't – okay. Yeah, I mean, that was still, He's still, okay. still on pace for 34, 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. 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 So, you. yeah, that, that's the Knicks. Uh, the Spurs, God, man, I got just destroyed tonight. Uh, and this is the current slate, not the one that's coming up. I mean, actually on, on 5-12, DeJounte Murray was on his way, I thought, to 60 fantasy points because he had 35 at the half. And just did not get. I mean, just it just didn't work out for him. I took the Russell Westbrook fade because the price has really gotten elevated now, and it almost worked out for me. But we'll see. Uh, hopefully, I'll you know still make a few dollars tonight. But bottom line, uh, the Spurs Dejounte at seventy two. I don't hate it, but I, I just kind of have been playing a lot of teams against the Knicks, and I think I'm going to stick with that. Demar Derozan is seventy four hundred. Like that's still that's right in the wheelhouse where it's like man. I will say this. Let me, let me say this, Luch. If if these guards are out, like Derrick Rose, Reggie Bullock, um, uh, Emmanuel Quickly, and Alec Burks, I'll probably come back to this game because at that point on FanDuel, this is probably one of the most stackable games on the slate in terms of you could play DeMar, you could play uh, uh, DeJounte Murray, you could play um, – uh, uh, Elf Payton, you could play R.J. Barrett, you could play Julius Randle. Like, this game is going to be incredibly stackable considering that you, the Knicks are one of the better defensive teams on the slate. It would take an epic meltdown for the Spurs to not have a spot in that play-in tournament, but it's possible. The Pelicans and the Kings are three games back in the loss column, two games back in the win column. So the game still means something for the Spurs. It does. We know the Knicks play slow, and they play good defense. So I do have but, some mild interest in some builds here, Chief. If I'm going to consider Randall and Rose, I don't mind running it back with, what, with someone. With someone. I mean, what do you think of the Rose in 7,800? That's fair. That's fair in a meaningful game on DK. Yeah, for sure. I think you said the right word. It's fair. It's fair. But he's, he's 74 on FanDuel. Gotcha. Yeah, a little bit of a discount there for sure. Kelvin Johnson's been hard to figure out this year. He was really good. Then oh, he had it's that not injury. hard to figure out, Luch. Why, why isn't he hard to – okay, what's your theory he on it? He just hit the X button and never play him. <laughs> he was so good the first couple of months, and he had that injury, and things went a little wonky, and, uh, you know – He's going to have a game. He's going to have a big game one of these over the weekend. He's 4,500, you know. He could sleepwalk to 6X one of these games. But I'm probably not doing it against the Knicks. I'm just saying keep an eye on on Keldon Johnson here. Yeah, for sure. So we have some mutual interest there in Randall. And, of course, whatever happens with these Knicks guards. And, you know, the more players that are ruled out, it doesn't matter what position they are, but only helps a guy like Randall. 
only helps a guy like his usage and his role, yeah. right? So, at, at what at what part do you consider RJ Barrett here, and do you? Uh, Rose Bullock, um, like everybody, everybody, much yeah, all, all the guards would need to be out, yeah, for, for me to consider playing them. because at that point, that price it's going to be a three headed monster. It's just going to be Randall. It's going to be Elf Payton. It's going to be RJ. And guess what that was? That was the beginning of the season. That's how it was. Rose wasn't there. Elf Payton was playing 30 minutes. RJ was playing 38 minutes. Randall's playing 38 minutes. So that's what it's going to be. All right. How about another one? Sacramento and Memphis. Kings are technically still alive. Technically still alive. Memphis has pretty much locked the spot for a play-in tournament seed. So another game that still has some meaning to it here on Thursday night. Darren Fox is out, still out with the whole COVID and whatever's going on. There. He might as well not come back. Just this man, just go home. Yeah, you know what? It's the Lawn Rates team now. See you later, Darren. <laughs> well, he, he's uh, he's De'Aaron Fox light. He really kind of is, though. He just doesn't put up the score, the actual scoring numbers. Um, here's what's going to be interesting to me. If Jonas Valanciunas is out again, um, you, you know I'm going to be all over my man, uh, uh, John Morant. Like, I, when, when, uh, when, when JV is out, I think it really helps get him going in terms, of, in terms of offense, doing a little bit more. When JV's in the game, I mean, you know, JV's going to contribute in, in, in so many ways with the rebounds and scored. So uh, I, like, I like that. But overall, I don't want to play anyone from, from uh, Memphis. Sacramento, come on, old man Harrison Barnes. You don't need to play in this game. He's unlikely to play anyway. Uh, so I just think I'm going right back to the well. Now, the, the problem is my man Terrence Davis is 6,300 now. Now he's at that spot where it's not, he's not a free square anymore. Maurice Harkless is priced up to 5K. I, I'm almost just not interested in this game because of the pricing. I, I kind of don't want to play anybody here outside of maybe John Moran if JV is out. Good analysis. I'm with it. I'm with it. And historically, taking a look at this season, when Jonas Valanciunas has sat, we have seen some usage bumps here. And it's John Moran getting almost a 3% bump without Valanciunas. So there's definitely a ton of data that you know backs up your analysis there. And he finally had a big game, right, Chief? And you called it. A little pat on the back to Chief. A little golf clap for Chief. I like it. 8,200 on DK. You think that'll keep some of the herd away from him, even in a good matchup? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. He's like 74 on FanDuel. Yep. Hey, we saw Bubble John Morant do his thing. Took him till he got to the bubble to take the reins of this thing. But yeah. his shot attempts were up. His usage was up. The thing is, he only played 29 minutes in that game too, Chief. You might say, well, he only took 13 shots. His peripherals were really good. He only played 29 minutes. What if he plays 35? What if he plays 37 against Sacramento? I'll I'll quote unquote overpay a little bit at his discounted ownership uh, and get some exposure to this game. Without Valanciunas, if he's out, that's huge. That's yeah. You're you're going with a premium on the potential. Absolutely, we're playing the upside. You have to play your glasses half full instead of your glasses half empty when you're playing tournaments. So uh, that's just the way to look at it here, for sure. So on the King side of thing, though, I know we talked about Barnes. Bagley's doubtful. 
you know, Halliburton obviously out for the rest of the year. What do you do with DeLon Wright? What is his price on FanDuel? Let me ask you that. He's 8,300. I'm, I'm not playing any Kings on this slate on FanDuel, I don't think. I, I, th- I think everybody's kind of priced where they should be now. Buddy Heald is 7,200. That's not bad, but but I mean, he's still 7,200. DeLon Wright, 83. Harkless, 5K. Uh, uh, Rashawn Holmes, 6,100, but they're not playing him a lot of minutes. Chemezi Chim- uh, Metu, 4,200. Like, everybody's just kind of priced appropriately. Terrence Davis was the, my sneaky free square for, like, slate after slate after slate, and he's now 6,300. I just there's no more value in Sacramento. I'm just not interested. I am interested on DK and Metu at 4100 and Harkless at 4600. If we have no Harrison Barnes, if we have no Harrison Barnes on top of no Bagley, he's unlikely to play already. I'm already including him out. He's out. I then I am very much so interested in this Metu and. Parkless value, and keep in mind this is at 1130 Eastern on Thursday night, but they've had a huge minutes role. They've had it. Uh, the, the role on this team, not only minutes, but playing meaningful basketball, getting shots up. They've been a big part of trying to put the ball in the basket is what I'm getting at here. So I don't mind that King's value here, especially if you're going to play some John Morant on the other side of things. Yeah, I get it. The problem with Metu is he's center only. Uh, you had that problem on DK. Yeah, you do not. So you'd be in on him if he wasn't center only. Oh, yeah. If he was power forward, sign me up. Like it's, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's power forward center on DK. So Fantastic. Absolutely. I tell you what, if you pair him with Elf and if the cards fall right, you have a lot of salary to work with and a lot of different directions to go with on drafting. Right. That's for sure. Chicago and our favorite team in the league, Nick Nurse's Toronto Raptors. And the Raptors will be without Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, OG Uniube, and our best friend, sorry, Karis LeVert, Chris Boucher. So here we are, Chief. Let me hear some analysis on this one. Well, I, these guys are still going to be in play. Malachi Flynn is 5,500. He's in play. Gary Trent is still 4,900 because he laid a stinker against the Clippers. Guess what? Do you remember our Karis LeVert talk, folks? I'm going right back to the well on Gary Trent. Sign me up. Uh, Stanley Johnson's probably going to play, uh, uh, you know, 25 minutes maybe because there's no Chris Boucher here. Uh, Freddie Gillespie's going to play minutes. Like, He's going to spread it around. You know, the, the, the main guys are going to get 30 minutes. Uh, Kim Birch might actually get 30 minutes, you know, 35 minutes. He's not going to have Chris Boucher to deal with at all. Uh, so I don't hate him here. I, I, I like Toronto. Um, I'm hoping they just don't spread us too thin and, and try to give DeAndre Bembry 25 minutes. Like, just keep us with the normal guys. Play Flynn 35 minutes. Play uh, Gary Trent 35 minutes. And then, you know, let us roll. Just just let it ride. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing names like Freddie Gillespie being relevant, Jalen Harris. Uh, on DK, I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight active bodies. One, two, three, four. Have, have you seen the guy from, uh, I don't know if he's from Vietnam or somewhere, but he's like, he's like a, uh, an internet sensation. 
but all he's doing is singing numbers 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47. Look that up, Luch. It'll, it'll make your day. Uh, at any rate, they have limited bodies. We can't play. Man, we can play these guys. I just hope he doesn't spread us too thin. I would prioritize Alfred Payton with the right news and yes. Metu over my value hunting. And I wouldn't hate sprinkling one of these cheap guys in and like a last guy in kind of I need salary relief if you're going really stars and scrubs. Yeah. You know, when you play three guys under 4K, just expect a wide range of outcome of your of your lineup total. So, For sure. For sure. Here. All right, Nuggets in Minnesota. We're almost at the home stretch here. We're almost yeah, we did skip over Chicago. Don't look now. Zach Levine seems to be back. It's just it's just a dollar. He's a day late and a dollar short. If he was back when this team was really in the thick of things, they could easily be a you know nine or a ten spot, maybe even an eight. He was out too many games and it really burned the Chicago Bulls getting back into the playoffs after they made the monster deal to get Nikola Vucevic. Man, so disappointed. I did, that was a team I was rooting for to get into the playoffs because I did want to see Levine in the postseason with Vooch. Would have been incredible. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I just I worry about them manhandling Toronto and some of Toronto's cheap pieces will have to play second half minutes regardless because yeah. there's legitimately nobody else. And yeah. uh, I guess I just mentally omitted Chicago because I'm like, yeah, I'm not touching this one on their side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to mention Zach Lafina. I don't really want to play any Bulls. I'm with you. No, I agree. I agree. They'll be fun to see what direction they go in the draft and in the offseason. Like I said on one of our podcasts last week, if they get that third wheel, Chicago will be in the playoffs and they will be a threat to, to maybe win a series or two. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So Denver, Minnesota. Let, let, let's go there. Let's go there. What are your thoughts on this one from the get-go? Big game. And I do want to say this. Really weird slate tonight. Uh, seven, two 7 o'clock games, three seven thirty games, two, three 8 o'clock, and then a 10 o'clock. We're going to have a big gap between that Portland-Phoenix game. Sacramento, uh, not Sacramento, Denver-Minnesota, probably one of my favorite games on the slate overall. Uh, I played Jokic the other night, didn't quite get there. I definitely want to go back to the well on Jokic here. Like, this is going to be an up-tempo, high pace. I'm assuming the total on this game comes out at around 236-ish. Uh, That's kind of what I'm thinking. I could be wrong, but but I like this game as a whole. We saw Aaron Gordon finally had a respectable game against Charlotte, 28 minutes, 17.6 rebounds. He's 3,900 on FanDuel, and like I said, at that price, I don't mind taking shots. It's right in our wheelhouse. Uh, especially with all the guard play out. Facundo Campazzo is back down to 5,600 now. Now I can play him again. Uh, Austin Rivers is 5K. Not going to touch him with a 10-foot pole on this slate. Uh, but those are just some of the guys that I like. And then on the Minnesota side, you've got Carl Anthony Towns. He's 10K. I don't think I want to play him at that price. Uh, Anthony Edwards is 85. Don't think I want to play him. D'Angelo Russell, 77, still cranking out big games in 30 minutes. I do think he's a guy that we can play, but he's got to get there. Like, you're going to need your 45 points. And then we don't ever know when Ricky Rubio is going to play big minutes or not. 
at one point, I, maybe I thought they were doing like an al- alternating kind of thing here. May 1st, he played 32. May 5th, he played 17. May 7th, he played 32. May 9th, he played 25. And then against Detroit, he played 30. So if they're going to stick with this theme, theme then he's not going to play a whole lot of minutes this next game coming up. It's going to be limited. And I, I look, I'm, that might sound crazy, but I'm trying to find the trends. This is the end of the season. And look, it really started in May. Like, we haven't really seen this alternating schedule up until May. So I'm going to avoid Ricky Rubio on this slate. Seems like this is his short minutes game. A lot of high-priced guys in this game, rightfully so. And I think the playoff seeding right now is very interesting. Denver is the four seed at 45 and 24. That's fine. They're holding off the Clippers by a game. Portland and Dallas are the five and the six with identical records. So Denver, you know, you can't even say, well, who cares if Denver loses? Would you rather play Luca and that, the, you know, that's it? Or would you rather well, play Dame and company? But it doesn't matter. They, they can't control that. So but here's the thing, too, Luce, with those teams. The Lakers are playing tonight. The, uh, the Mavericks have already won. The Trailblazers are playing right now. Or, or either they've already completed that game. So we're going to have different standings, possibly by the end of the night, especially if Utah beats the Jazz. Uh, the Mavericks are going to hop into the sixth seed. And the Lakers the Lakers are right there. If the right. Lakers get hot this weekend, I mean, they could fly almost all the way up. And, and I think the Lakers have the tiebreaker over at Portland. Don't, don't, don't quote me on that. I think they do. And if they have the tiebreaker, if the Lakers win tonight, Portland's 40 and 30, the Lakers are 40 and 30, the Mavs are 41 and 29. I think the Lakers on the tiebreaker, which would put them in the sixth spot. It, wouldn't that be crazy? Once again, Portland would have to go back into a play-in situation at the end of the season. Just just awful. There's so many teams. So I'm a Sixers fan as a fan. By the way, I kind of like Michael Porter in this one. He's pretty expensive. But if I'm looking to fill the gap somewhere, his floor is super high. He's in a great matchup, playing really good basketball. I like Michael Porter in this one. Anyway, How much is Michael so- Porter on, on DK? My assumption is he's around 8200 Yeah, your assumption is correct. He's a little like, more expensive. He's 86 actually. Michael Porter's 74 on FanDuel. He just keeps staying there, and I just keep hitting the lock button. <laughs> I've only been playing single entry, but I just keep clicking. The, like every slate he's been on, Luch, he was 71, 74. 72. Now he's 74. I just keep hitting the button until he gets to 8K. All right, guys, if you want to ride the wave with us, if the Knicks news breaks, we're smashing the button on Peyton. I'm smashing the button on Michael Porter at 7,400 in this matchup 12 times out of 10. Uh, It's just why not? Why not do it? The the range of outcomes is in your favor. Nothing's a sure thing. That is way too damn cheap for the minutes he's going to be playing and the pace of this game and the lack of defense in Minnesota and his role on that team. Right. Fire him up, baby. What a difference a year's make. A a year's make. (laughs) You know, it's late, long day. What a difference a year's make, Chief. I can't even right. talk. It's Let me talk just, for a lady, just, but here I am. You just put the S on the on the second word. Yeah. That's what on I the do. first word. That's See? what I do. Yeah, it's all good. Sometimes I let the S words fly, you know? Um, yeah. Don't worry. This Portland-Phoenix game is going to be quick anyway. So once we get there, you'll see. I was just going to say a quick note on Michael Porter. What a difference a year makes, now that I can talk correctly. You backtrack before the bubble. He was in the doghouse here. They were Mike Malone. He had a couple games where his body language was garbage and his teammates were knocking him. Now he is a part of the family. He kind of paid his dues, grinded hard, 
bunch of teams passed on him in the draft. Weren't sure about his injury. Love what I'm seeing out of Michael Porter, and I think it's only going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely only going to get better, and this price can't get any better at 7400 If we get to the playoffs and he's 8K or less on FanDuel, I quit. I give up. I give up. I don't know who's doing the algorithms over there, but you should probably – don't quit your day job is where I'm getting at here. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, yeah. it's not It's not like this is a new thing. Michael Porter's been doing this for, you know, almost two weeks now consistently. <laughs> Absolutely. He's been doing it. And I did say that on purpose. Uh, I don't feel I don't feel as bad now. You're a good guy, Chief. Neither of us can talk today because we went through this garbage slate, late season NBA <laughs> style, and we're about to wrap it up with Portland and Phoenix. I'm not playing anybody from this game. That's my wrap up. You're a man in your word. You said it would be quick. Oh, yeah. Not playing anybody. Yeah. Portland on paper, they have so many bodies. Oh, there's the problem. They have so many bodies. What do you think they're playing? Now we got a little time here because if I'm playing anybody from this game, it's probably Devin Booker, maybe. Yeah, he's 7,500 on FanDuel. Respectable price. I don't want to do it, though. Uh, Jay Crowder, another GPP weapon. Never know what you're getting out of him. Are you getting 25 minutes? Are you getting 35 minutes? Are you getting 10 points or 30 points? No yeah, mind life Crowder is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going <laughs> to get. Mama said, right? It's like a box, yeah. life's like a box of chocolates. I got to find Jenny. Sometimes you get Jay Crowder, and other times you get George Gervin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. There you heard it here first, people. There it is. What do you think Portland's playoff rotation is going to look like? They, they got to cut this thing down at some point. We already know what's coming. It's going to be Dame, CJ, Norman Powell, Rocco, Nurk. We're going to get three players off the bench. Cantor, Carmelo, and then it gets real tricky after that because I'm not sure if they want to play uh, Derek Jones or I'm not sure if they want to play uh, Anthony Simons. I mean, but, but but the other two, you know, for sure it's Cantor and it's mellow. Like those are your rotation guys. And you know what? They brought in Powell for like that length. And the offensive game. So I think that kind of hurts Jones's odds of cracking some more time here. I think maybe they'd almost be more prone to have that other ball handler, even if you can't really trust them for too long, just to play six to 12 minutes kind of thing. And Anthony Simons, quick breather for Lillard or CJ. Um, and essentially they can get away with the, they'll probably have an eight man rotation though. Like I got to think it's probably Simons, Mello, and Cantor. We know Cantor is going to give Nurk a break, and then we know Mello. He's got he he could give CJ a break. He could give um, you know who they need right now. They need Jamal Crawford. Just bring him oh in. Oh my god! Call him up. Well, he played in Portland for a while anyway. You know who else had that role for a bit in Portland? How about some Steve Blake? Remember those days? Oh, Steve Blake. Yeah. That, he was there with uh, with Brandon Roy and Greg Oden. Yeah. He, he was there for part of the uh, – um, Jesus. No, he, I don't think he was there with uh, with Stoudemire again. That was before him. 
Steve Blake from Maryland. Man, how Steve about Blake that? From Maryland, man. And then Steve Blake, Steve Blake played good for the Lakers too for a while, just coming off the bench. He did. He had a nice role in the league for sure. Respect yeah. career. Him, Kurt, like him, these type guys. Him, Kurt Heinrich. Oh, Kurt Heinrich. Right? I mean, they had great roles for, for their teams. Guys like uh another guy that played uh a similar role like that was um what was his name? He played for Orlando. Sorry, I, I zoned out there for a second. I'm trying to track my, my MLB team, which I'm top five in the big $16 right now. Yeah. He had a swing and a drive from Gavin Lux, folks. So if you wake up tomorrow and he has a homer in his log. Swing, bada, bada, bada. Ho- let's hope for the best. Obviously, anything could happen, but I had really good builds tonight. Um, anyway, we're we could talk man. random. We could talk random role players all day. You know those accounts that are like random NBA players? I feel like we should own one of those accounts because I think we can one-up everybody in, in, in talking about these unsung heroes of the yeah, association. Yeah, man. What was his name? I can't remember the guy's name from, from Orlando, but he was another one of those kind of, you know, role players. What, what I mean, year-ish? Like, what ballpark year are we talking? Like, Early 2000s, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. Um, let me see. Hold on yeah, a second. Pull up some, some basketball. Because I know we got to go Orlando Magic <laughs> roster 2002. Anyway, Let's go there. Let's see while, if he's on there. While you're, while you're looking that up, to wrap up in a nutshell. Daryl Armstrong. Oh, that was yes. good. I yes. was shot in the dark and say BJ Armstrong, but I couldn't remember. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, it's not Daryl Armstrong. Mm-hmm. He was the same type role player. Just get in where you fit in. Get in where you fit in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've seen some journeyman role players. I mean, we've seen Trevor Ariza do the same thing wherever he goes. He's Houston, almost Houston three times, Houston five times. I'm uh, just kidding. The Lakers. Everywhere. Uh, He's been everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, in a nutshell, if we had a cliff note this thing, I guess uh, we can agree that, okay, the Knicks injury report is critical. Yes. Alfred El- Payton can – his his uh, ranking on the pegs of the leaderboards and where you rank your players depends on what happens with the Knicks. But you like Julius Randle. Giannis has a chance to absolutely crush tomorrow. And what's your hot take again? Remind the listeners with Giannis. Giannis, 75 fantasy points on this slate. Heard it here, folks. Right here first. A lot of big games. A lot of big games. Chief, we will be back on Friday morning. Where can the people find you on Twitter? If you're not following us by now, I don't know what you're doing. But just for the record, let them have it. At Chief Justice 06. Okay. I know we, uh, we is a nine game or a lot of garbage, but I can't let us not have a GPP food of the day. Sorry, Dan, for going a little longer, but we got to get our GPP food of the day in real quick. What do you got for me? What are you hungry for? I mean, I'm hungry. I mean, it's 11.45 now, Eastern, and whew, my stomach's growling, Chief. Listen, folks, here's where we're going. I think we're going to go holiday edition, GPP food of the day. Holiday. Holiday. And I'm talking about specialized holiday, right? Okay, okay. I know we're not there yet. Let's go Thanksgiving. Ooh. We want to get there because the, the GPP food of the day, we, we won't be there during Thanksgiving because basketball season will not have started. It's not going to start until December. We're getting Thanksgiving uh, after Cinco de Mayo. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my favorite Thanksgiving food of all time is literally dressing or stuffing. Synonymous. My absolute favorite of all time. And then if you're down south where I live, sometimes we get a little something on top of it called giblet gravy. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of stuffing or dressing, depending on what you want to call it, a little bit of giblet gravy. My goodness, my uh, my family's recipe, they make theirs out of hush puppies. Woo-wee! Dressing out of hush puppies, ladies and gentlemen, the that thing will no change way. your life. Uh, my, my brain is on Thanksgiving. The NFL schedule came out tonight, and I, I just automatically associate Thanksgiving with fall and football with both of those things. So yes. that could be a discussion for another day. I'm with you on the stuffing. I love anything sweet potato as well, whether we're talking sweet potato, sweet potato casserole. There's also another dressing that is kind of big up here. I don't know if it's like a Pennsylvania Dutch kind of thing. It's called hot bacon dressing. I tell you what, look, hot look, bacon dressing. Look that bad boy up. Definitely Goodness not, gracious, great balls of fire. Definitely Woo. not good for you, but when you're shoveling in carbs and turkey all day, you might as well add some hot bacon dressing to a little bit of some of your greens on Thanksgiving. So that's it, folks. That's it. We have another podcast coming on Friday. Chief, any final thoughts? Negativo, man. Let, let's just have some fun. And uh, we'll see you at the top of the leaderboards. See you on top. We'll see you on Alfred Payton Friday on our next podcast, hopefully, if all things go as planned Thursday. So for Will Priester, Chief Justice 06, I'm Justin Carlucci, the Looch. Have a great day, and, of course, good luck, everyone.